All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Okay, John Scott here. Got my cool swag finally, and this is the first, first sweater we got. I love it. Looks cool. It's a hoodie, XL. I'm going to give it away. I was thinking of funny ways to give this away, different ideas, and what we came up with is, I think, a pretty cool idea. I want everyone to go to Brent Burns' Instagram page, Brent underscore Burns underscore 88, to this picture here of the jersey floating in the water, this stupid picture. I don't know why. I don't get it. But go to that picture. And I want you to comment, and in the comment, I want you to have the best, your best, most creative, funniest insult about Brent, not me. So insult Burnsy, you have to tag my name, JHS underscore 32. We will reveal the winner next week on my next podcast of who has the best insults. We'll read some of the insults on my podcast. It'll be a good time, but I want to give this away. So go to Burnsy's comments on this stupid picture, and let's have some fun. I'll give this sweater away. Cheers. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's been a long week. Thank you for checking in with me on John Scott Dropping the Gloves podcast. Really appreciate it. Super happy you're here. Hopefully we have a good episode. Got my main man John back in the building. Hello. Thank you for coming, John. What have you been up to? How you been? I've been good. I've been busy. That's good. Busy's good. I'm uh, in a good place right now, so thank you for asking. Very good. John missed last week because he was at a tournament with his kid downstate, so... John was informing me we talked we talked quite a bit and he was saying his son Owen was on an Adam team I believe I don't know what that means um the age group and there was too many kids on the team and so they some parents wanted to split the team in two and create an elite team almost right yeah and so they did that and there was a lot of you know issues some parents didn't want to do it which kids do you take it's not the most popular decision to make anyways they they did it they split the team, so you guys had a big tournament. Yep, downstate in, uh, Kalamazoo. in Kalamazoo. And why don't you? So, why don't you? There was three divisions. Yeah, and out of spite for you guys splitting up your teams, you were put in the highest division. Yeah, they put they put Owen's team in the highest division, and these kids. There's seven, and these kids that they played against were just freaking unreal. They're like. They were smoking our kids around. They were just going everywhere. And, and Owen just started playing this year. Yeah, he's like been skating for one year. And you were playing teams from downstate. Was there any Canadian yeah. Canadian teams? No, it was Michigan only. It was Michigan only? Yeah. Yeah. And they were, I mean, the, the other parents said that their kids were, they're on the ice practicing five days a week. And there's usually like a game that they're traveling to around the state. Mm-hmm. And we're lucky to be on the ice two times a week. And one of them is like 
just dicking around on like different different obstacles that they have to jump over, right? Like just learning how to skate in general. Yours is more of a developmental, absolutely practice, and they're doing drills and systems oh, yeah. and power play penalty kill. Yeah. So how did the games go? Let us know. Well, the first game, I think they lost by twenty, um, twenty to twenty to one. I think we got a goal in the first game. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then the second the second game was. Um, a little bit closer. I think we only lost by twelve. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it went very fast paced. The kids were just extremely good. the The kids on my son's team couldn't even keep up. Do the kids not. have fun? Like, is it fun to lose by that much? They were very upset that they lost by that much, but they had a really good time. Well, that's good. I think all those kids were. I mean, like pool parties afterwards and all kinds oh, of stuff. Yeah. So the whole travel thing is just a blast. Well, that would—that's what makes it right. The hotels, yeah. the playing mini sticks in the hallways, like that's the main thing. And did the parents have fun? Like, was absolutely there any parent? Yeah, and we had um, we had some family from. We're originally from Indiana. We had some family come in, from Indiana to meet us, so we got to see uh, some friends and, and have a good time. So. That's cool. Yep. I know when I was growing up, when we would go on tournaments, my parents loved it because we played on a travel team and the same team, you know, every year it's the same guy. So the parents grew pretty close with the other parents and they would go and it would, it would be like a big event. Oh yeah. Like they would do a little potluck. If it was a warmer weather, they would, you know, be outside with a potluck or if it's colder, they're in the hotel and like people bring chili and salads and this and that. And like there's then the, as a kid you don't notice all the beers and stuff, but the parents would get like pretty loaded. Get loaded, yeah. After the kids went to bed, they would all just like sit in the lobby and stuff. It's funny. I just heard a story. One of my buddies in town, he went to a tournament up in Sioux, Michigan, and he got so loaded in the hotel lobby that the cops came and arrested him. Oh. I know, right? Imagine oh my that. Gosh, was so, it his kids' tournament? It was his. It was his kids' tournament. Yeah, wow. and dad got a little too overserved in the hotel lobby bar. Oh. And the cops came to try to tell him, hey, let's keep it down. He was like, no way. You can't can't stop this, baby. This this train is running. I will say. (laughs) This train is running. (laughs) I thought it was cool. Like if you looked at the – I think the the good thing about the skating was from their first game to the last game, they were extremely improved just in two days of skating because they're playing against these kids. They have to skate so much harder just to catch up with them. So I think once they go back and they actually play in their division, I think they'll be – pretty pretty solid at it but yeah it's good for them to see what they could be you know yeah. it's always good to play at competition up a level you never want to play down a level just because you end up playing down to that you know skill level so that's good well good i'm glad they got you know their eyes awoken at what they could be you know something to shoot for absolutely yeah my week um it was Tell good your week john it started off, I saw that Tavares, um, his homecoming in the Islanders, um, and then I watched the Sean Avery recap, and I was kicking myself because I was thinking the same thing that Avery was thinking. About. Which is? Um, he basically tore into the New York Islander fans about how they are. He used a lot of colorful language that I w- wouldn't have used. But yeah, I, I think it was pretty ridiculous, the reaction he got. The fans booed him. They were throwing snakes on the ice. They were just calling him like a, a like a traitor, this and that, because he wanted to switch teams. And I don't know. I, I just think there's a double standard when it comes to those things where a player gave you 10 years of his life in, you know, in all honesty, a terrible rank, a terrible city to play in. And he like gutted it out for 10 years. He was the best player in the league. And then just because he wants to move home and play for his hometown team, the team that he grew up watching, the team that he loves – 
you're going to give them a hard time. You're going to like call them a traitor. Maybe you should embrace them. Players see that and they're like, well, why would I want to go play for that team? As yeah, soon as I leave, I, was thinking. I wouldn't want to go there. As soon as I leave, you're going to just like turn on me and call yeah. me this and that and like just like send terrible videos my way. And like, it's just stupid. That, that whole town, they got great fans, but they're just no class. <laughs> it's just, it honestly is. It's just no class for those guys. And it, you know, whatever. I've been spit on there. I've been called everything in the book and in, in that rink. And it's just, it's par for the course with them. Those fans are, yeah, the IQ level is not very high in that rink, which makes them great fans to play for. But as soon as you cross them or they get, it's like a mob mentality. It honestly is. And like nobody's smart enough to think for themselves. I saw a few fans clapping for Tavares, but for the most part, they were just being stupid. Like, oh yeah, there's stupid chants and stuff. It's like, come on, man. This guy was the best in the league for 10 years. Then he wanted to leave and you're going to turn on him. But anyways, that's how the week started. I saw that and I was like, good for you, Sean Avery. Like, screw those fans. They don't deserve a guy like that. They're, they're just kicking themselves in the in the rear end. Like, nobody's going to want to play there. If I'm a star player, yeah, let's go play um, for the New York Islanders. No, not going to happen. But then, I don't know, the week went on and it was it was good. We're, we're planning a trip to Sweden, Scandinavia. I was informed that Finland is not a part of Scandinavia. I didn't know that. What? Yeah. So I did that Instagram post and I was like, cause I, I don't know where I'm going. The trip's next week and I still haven't booked anything. And I, and I put a picture up of, uh, Sweden, Finland and Norway and Denmark, I think were the four countries in that thing. And someone's like, Finland actually is not part of Scandinavia. Just so you know, fail. I'm like, thanks. Like <laughs> fail. It's like, I didn't make the picture. I stole it from some picture online. I'm not like, so apparently Finland is not part of Scandinavia. <laughs> you, you didn't make that picture of the flags? No, the I didn't the sit there and Photoshop it for hours. <laughs> I'm, uh, no. You did good shading. Yeah, I didn't edit it at all. I just cut and paste. So okay. now I know Finland is not a part of Scandinavia, unless that guy was joshing me, and it is. Yeah. Who knows? But anyway, so I, I spent the first half of this week trying to figure out where I'm going to go and what I'm going to do and who I want to see and what fun stuff there is to do over there. And it's actually quite... Uh, interesting area of the world I, I didn't realize how much fun stuff there is so we um we're gonna start in stockholm you're not going john was gonna go with I, us i'm not i'm out yeah so we booked this trip basically because of john hey what can i say there was one it was actually my anniversary me and my wife had just finished our anniversary dinner i made her a delicious steak and scallops and some veggies it was beautiful Ooh. we were down in a bottle of wine and we were just kind of relaxing and we got, I don't know if you guys called us or text, texted us, but you're like, the, whatever communication, I can't remember. You're like, there's this deal yep. to go to Sweden. It ends in like two hours if you guys want to go. And we're like, what, 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 what? So anyways, there was this deal that you buy tickets and all your kids fly free through SAS, Swedish Airs Systems. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a visit, visit Norway uh promotion trying to get families to travel yeah so we were a little you know feeling good the the good vibes were flowing we had i think we were on our second bottle and we were just like yes i think that sounds Let's great book it. and so we literally from your text to credit cards being entered was probably 30 minutes yeah and we're like well and then we woke up the next morning we're like well we're going to Stockholm. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. That escalated quickly, but it was a good deal. I think the tickets for us were like a couple grand. 
and then all the kids fly free. So we got it works great six for five or seven kiddos. seats. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so that's how the, the trip, that was the origin of it. So we're leaving in a week, literally like next week we're leaving and we don't have anything booked. I think we have something booked in Stockholm, but we don't have any houses or hotels or anything booked. It's super last minute, but I rented a van, um, manual, never really driven manual. So that'll be, that'll be wild. The only time I drove, I drove a manual car was in college. My roommate had a manual car and I needed to go to Canada to get my passport redone because I was going to Cuba that summer and I needed the passport. So I had to go and get my passport picture and everything. So I drove his manual stick shift from Houghton, Michigan to Sioux, Ontario. And let me tell you, it was not fun. Once you get going, just don't slow down. Well, yeah. And you'll be fine. Then I'm fine. Right. Yeah. And hopefully there's no there. hills or anything. Yeah. And a stop sign. Oh, so I'm not looking forward to that. I figure by the they, second day I'll be, I'll be good on it. At least they drive on the right side of the road. Yes. So that's a plus. So we rented a van. We're going to start in Stockholm. Daniel's brother's there. And then we're going to go from Stockholm to Oslo. Oslo to Bergen. Bergen, we're going to take a ferry across, um, I don't know what body of water that is, to Copenhagen or Nor- Norway. What kind of ferry? Just a normal ferry. Like a boat. There was a joke we said earlier. We had to cut it out because it was not good. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. that's why we're chuckling. Inside joke. <laughs> We're trying to keep our PG rating here. Uh, uh, yeah, ferry that we're going to finish up in Copenhagen. So we're we're pretty excited about the trip. I've never really been in that part of the world, so it should be fun. Here's some more fun facts. I don't know if you've ever seen Norway and Sweden on a map, but they're in the shape of uh, male genitalia um, if you look at their countries together. So be sure to what is happening? that. <laughs> what? <laughs> look at a map of Norway and Sweden. Here, I'll show you. I'm look. fine. No, look. I'm showing John a map oh, right now. John. Yep. All right. I apologize for that, kids. This is uh Whoa. Yeah. And you I thought my fairy comment was bad. John, no. <laughs> oh I think Larry's drawing a picture of it on the board. Thank you, Larry. Thanks, Larry, for that. But anyway, so we finished booking that and um we went out for dinner the other night because it was uh, a restaurant. Someone has yes, Ron. <laughs> it wasn't me making this up. I promise. This is uh, this is like a thing. Oh my word, John Aiken. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, the pictures on Google Images or something. Oh, don't Google that. Wow. But anyways, so we're gonna do that trip. It should be fun. And I think the rest of this week it was restaurant week here in town, and we went to a couple nice dinners. In Traverse City, the restaurants in town, because it's not the busy time of year, they they put on nice deals, 25, 35 bucks a person, and you go and they give you a three, four course meal, and you just have a little fun. Have a couple appetizers, main course, dessert. It's, it's a nice deal. Where'd so you I, go? Um, I went to a place called Slate, then we went to uh, Red Ginger. Ooh. Steakhouse sushi place. So it was really fun. Good, good week. And then that got me to thinking restaurants, it would be fun to talk about like food on the road. Like the best food we have on the planes, the best food they have at the rinks, the best food, you know, in general, where where you eat. Because I think people are interested. I know when I go do events, people are always asking me, you know, what's what's the best city to go to? What's the worst? Who who's got the best this? What's what's the plane like? Kind of inside restaurant review. And I thought we could do that. I thought that'd be fun. Yeah. I'm curious about the, did you ever just eat the, are, are you breathing right now? I can't breathe into the <laughs> mic. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> oh man, I, know. I have to take a deep breath. We gotta. You got, I'm moving away from the mic to breathe. Um, we. Um, you got me all messed up, John. Um, I'm curious about the rinks themselves. You eat like their shitty rink food, or did you guys get like food catered at when you're going to go and you're having an away game? They have food like a bunch of food, like a buffet style there for you. Yeah. The way it works is I was a connoisseur of the rink food just because I didn't play a lot. I was, I say 50% in 50% out. So a lot of the time when the game's going on, I had a lot of free time on my like, hands. Can I get a, an order of your finest nachos? Please? Well, yeah, it's different rinks have different systems and I, I was around a lot. So I knew who to talk to, where to go and like whose palms to grease to get some food. And it's, it was almost a science. Some places they have like a club level where you can sneak in there and just like pretend you're a member and get the food and bring it back to the locker room. Other places you have to get the rink guy as a player. He would just go into the, Oh yeah. yeah. Like, um, a place like the New York Rangers, they had a great club level and it was always empty the first 10 minutes of the period. So the locker rooms are on the same level and we would sneak out of the locker room and we would go and just fill up a plate and then go back to the locker room and devour. And they had great stuff in there because it's the Rangers. They would have like, I'm not a, I can't eat shrimp or crabs. So guys would get shrimp. They would get lobster kind of rolls and stuff. I would always go for like the, they had prime rib or they would have hot dogs or sausages, stuff like that. And nachos. Pretzels. They, um, pretzels. they probably did. Popcorn. Yeah. But let's all, I, I made a little list. Sorry, man. No, no, no. Go for it. It's fine. Why can't you eat shrimp? Because I'm allergic. I have so many food allergies. It's ridiculous. Like, I What could, happens to you? What kind of allergy? My throat swells up if I eat shrimp, crab, lobster, any kind of crustacean. Really? So my doctor's like, you should carry an EpiPen around because my Whoa. allergy is getting continually worse. As I age, it gets worse and worse. But I just, I ain't got time for that. Carrying an EpiPen like, in my pocket. <laughs> any like stray shrimp jump in your mouth? Well, no, it's You're just. walking down the road. Right now, it's not to the point where I'm going to pass out, die. But he said it will get there. Oh, good. So it will get progressively worse and worse as I age. But I just try to, you know, like we had a party and I was eating these things and I was like, man, these are good. But it, like, there's got to be something in them. Like, yeah, those are crab cakes. I was like, Ugh. so uh-huh. I had to go home and, you know. Yeah. But anyways, so let's start off with the food in the locker room. We'll start there. You brought that up after the mm-hmm. game. So most most teams, they'll do pizzas. After the game, but it's on the, the visiting team to order their pizzas. They usually ask the, the local guys to help them out which pizza spot to go to. My favorite places were, were for pizza. Nashville had Jets pizza, favorite. And then Columbus had Papa John's and I would just douse it with butter. Like, cause they would give you little butter packs. And those are the, the random pizzas. The, the places I liked going to was where you could order something other than pizza. You go to Philly, oh, wings, Buffalo. Actually, one time when I was my first team in Minnesota, we played Buffalo and we would always smoke Buffalo. So we knew we were going to beat them going in. And it was me and Derek Bugard were on the team. And so we set up a wing eating contest after the game for us. (laughs) And so after the game, we sat down and we had a chicken wing eating contest, me and Derek. And he's a big guy, but I just, I crushed him. (laughs) <laughs> I have, I don't know if it's because I don't think he played that game and I played maybe it's because I was hungry, but man, yeah, I, I just thought I must've had 30 to 40 wings in like 20 minutes. I was just going to town and yeah, stomach ache. 
No, I, wings are my favorite. That's my one thing where I, I love. Do you wings. take all of one the bite. meat off of the bone? Yes. You don't leave like the gristle. No. So the key is if it depends if you have a leg or what's the other thing called a wing? Flats. The wing. So you break off the cartilage on one part of the wing and you put it all in your mouth and suck it right off. Mm-hmm. It's like for speed wing eating. Larry knows what I'm talking about. Speed wing. Speed right, Larry. Wing. But no, like uh, Minnesota. Well, Buffalo, you would have wings. I don't know why we had. Well, no, we were in Buffalo. I played for Minnesota. Excuse me. Um, Philly, you would get cheese steaks, which was great. Another good rank food. It's funny if you're not if you're not talking about after the game. During the game, you can find food in Vancouver. <laughs> like sitting around, no, like people throwing you, at you. No, no, no. You find food. It's like around. Like in Vancouver, they always had popcorn. There was a popcorn machine in the the trainers' room. And so you would go there, and like I said, I wouldn't play a lot. And they would have these popcorn flavors sitting on top of the cooler, like ketchup and um, salt and vinegar and cheddar. And like they would have 20 different kinds of flavoring. And you would just sit there and like eat popcorn during the game. And I would never watch the game. Never. Because I just hated it. I, I, I think my first few years I would, you know, get off the ice if I did warm-ups, quickly shower and up to the press box and I would watch and I would take notes. But after like three or four years, I was like, this sucks. Like I'm not watching this game. As a player, you almost want your team to lose so you can play the next game. It's it's such a weird dynamic where it's like, okay, I was a defenseman. I hope that guy screws up. But I also hope he does good because he's my buddy. But man, I would love it if he turned the puck over. And they scored because then I would play the next game. You never want to hope someone gets injured, but you hope the team gets smoked. So you play the next game. And that's how all the guys who sit out think. Everyone's like, no, you know, we want our team to win. No, not true. I want you to suck. So I play the next game. That's how it works. So anyways, yeah, I would, um, during the game, I would never watch it. I think I would just sit down. We'd eat popcorn. If we were at home, I would do like a spa day where you do sauna steam hot tub cold tub and just kind of rotate we put on a movie or another if, if there's another game on we'd watch that a football game i'd love to watch football games listen to some celine dion no nothing like that we would just like do anything to take our mind off of the game we'd work out it was just like no one likes watching that well i didn't like watching i don't know if that was me but anyways vancouver had popcorn boston they would have the pastries because mike's pastries was down the street oh yeah so we'd get cannolis which Some was great. Good oh my gosh. I love going to Boston. And then probably the best one would be um Montreal. So Montreal had they call them pocket dogs. And they would just come in like a box and there would be probably like 50 hot dogs in this box. And they would deliver three boxes. So it'd be like 75 hot dogs sitting in this stick room, training room, and it would just be like Fourth of July, I'm Joey Chestnut. How many can I fit in my mouth at once? <laughs> like it would just be like, how many hot dogs can I eat before the guys come in after the first period so I don't get busted eating hot dogs? It was so great. And yeah, I would down probably thir- 13, 14, 15 hot dogs during the game. And yeah, I would feel sick after as my tummy would hurt, but it would be great. Yeah, we had a big pork. My buddy roasted a pork like he did a whole pig the other day. Or the other summer. What's up? He did a pig. Wait. Is that what you're laughing at? <laughs> he roasted a pork. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, he did a whole he, a whole pig roast. And he spent all, all the previous day digging the hole, putting the rocks in, put down the sand, got it all ready, did the fire, put the whole pig in there, covered it up like really traditional, I want to say, 
Hawaiian, I, I don't know, Polynesian, whatever. And so everyone arrives, and I guess half an hour before they got there, so you got to cover up the pig so no air gets in. That's the key. So Because the fire can't be on in flames. It has to be just the coals. So I guess there was some movement and a, some air pocket got in. And if you've ever seen the movie Backdraft, the fire. <laughs> so all of a sudden he looked out in his yard and like a five foot high flame was coming out of his pig roast. And he sprints over there to cover up the hole. By that time, the pig had just been charred and it had been cooking for like 10 to 12 hours. So the whole oh, thing man. was like wrecked almost. I felt so bad. We came in. He's like, man. Like spent all day on it. He spent all day oh, working yeah. on it. I was like, Matt, I'm so sorry. Matt Maitland, great guy. But man, I felt so bad for him. The pig that we salvaged some of the pig. It was good. But yeah, I felt so bad for him. But anyways, <laughs> so food on the, what the hell were we talking about? Rink food, bro. Rink food. All Let's right. Go so back. I don't know. It's just fun as a player. You, you find your way um, after the games on the plane. Hmm? Let's talk about that. I've been on a lot of teams. I was on seven teams. So I was on a lot of planes. And the cool thing about flying private is you have private food. You have it catered in. You don't just get the normal whatever meals from Air Canada or whoever you're flying with. So I first started Minnesota. They were okay. I would say my best food came from San Jose. And that was because they almost had a kitchen in the back of the plane, which is so cool. Like you would get on the plane. This is my routine after a game. This is it. And this is goes for me, Bernsey Jumbo, Pavelski, Mike Brown, Al Stalock. We all would sit. There was two card tables side by side, so there's eight seats. And there was seven or eight of us, and we'd all do the same. Uh, Logan Couture was there too. And this is and Jason Demers was there for a while too. He got traded. Anyways, breath. We would sit down after the game. I would get a Guinness. Jumbo would get a Guinness. Mike Brown would get a Guinness. Pavelski would get a Guinness. The other guys would get a smoothie with booze mixed into it. So it was like a healthy smoothie with like vodka. And this would be right after the game. And we, w- we would have those. Then after that, they would do dinner. Dinner would be like steak or chicken or fish. But I was usually, I would usually say no to the dinner and just have another Guinness possibly and just keep my calories that way. And then after I would be done with those Guinnesses, I would um, order like a grilled cheese sandwich with tomato soup because they had a full kitchen, which was, it was great. So I would get a grilled cheese sandwich with the tomato soup. But if I wasn't feeling that, maybe I would get like a ham and cheese. But if I wasn't feeling that route, I could go like get a bowl of cereal. It was so great. It was like the best, best food back there. It was like having your own personal kitchen back there. It was so cool. And San Jose had that. Chicago kind of had that. Chicago just had really high-end ingredients. Ooh. Like you would have – they would have filet mignon. You know what I mean? Or shrimp or like a really beautifully grilled – Yeah, stuff like that. And so we would have really nice food. And some place like Buffalo, the food was too healthy. It sucked. Like they were really conscious of their their health and it was like, this sucks. The Rangers was bad. The plane was like their own private plane, but it was just a bad setup. I hated that plane. It was almost too swanky. Do the planes stink? No, no, not when we first get on them. I'm sure after we get off, they stink <laughs> because like, it's like a fart fest. Cause you know, you know how it is. No, 30, 35, 40, 50 guys. And it's just like, we're all eating like carbs and it's just like pff, fart fest 2019. So no, <laughs> I'm sure it does stink, but it, you know, that's just, 
it's like hockey equipment, the smell. I don't notice the smell anymore. I'm sure I reeked so bad. Like, it's funny. I'll go to hockey on Sunday night and I'll come home and I'll take one pinky toe into my bedroom. And Danielle's like, someone's been drinking. I'm like, what? Like, I haven't oh, even come man. even. Cle-. She's like, ooh, I can smell you from here. Oh, John. I was like, yes, we won. I know, I know. <laughs> Well, no, it's, I think it's fun. It's something if you have the opportunity, it's, it's definitely worth checking out is getting on a private plane, getting it catered because it is like you're a movie star every time we jump on that plane. The, the cheese and meat plates. I'm a Borsan fan. Oh, I would eat a whole. I've never even heard that word. Really? Have you yeah. had Borsan, Larry? Larry's shaking his head. Yes. Larry. It's so good. It's like a soft cheese. It looks like a, a wheel almost. I would just like. <sighs> down that stuff it was so good they had like a fruit platter it's really really like a really charcuterie? Cla- a charcuterie board yeah really classy really really good but anyways you the, are quite the connoisseur i know it's funny how my palate has evolved over the years because and it's funny i could actually translate this to going out to eat on the road like most guys when you go into dallas or colorado or new york guys just go let's go to the big steakhouse let's go to wherever the best, like Chicago, you go to Chicago Cut. If you're in Dallas, you go to like Elway's or there's a bunch of good ones. I always yelped like the most out of the way restaurant, like the local cuisine where I would go and like just kind of get off the beaten path a little bit. That's what I like to do. Like what's the best burger joint in Columbus? I would find it. The best burger place in Colorado, it was like a, what was it called again? It had like a B name, like um, the Hornet's Nest or something stupid like that. It was really, really good. It's not the hornet's nest. I just made that up. But it was something like that where I, w- I would always find the best spots. And the best food cities I always thought, Boston, like I said, the North End with the with the pasta, you can't beat it. Vancouver with the sushi, unreal. Washington has a crazy, crazy little restaurant scene down there. And then I love Colorado. They were so good. But then there's some that suck. Like Ottawa. I hate dumping on Ottawa, but they're so bad. Everything they do in that city is terrible. The hockey team, the weather, the food, the food is just all bad. You end God. up going to like a chain like Earl's or uh, Moxie's and it's great, but it's like, it's not good food. New Jersey, they told us to not even leave the hotel. It was so sketchy when I first <laughs> played in New Jersey. Like, don't leave the hotel. Seriously, order room service. That's it. So I would order. I'm so cheap. <laughs> I would like order a large pizza and some chicken wings. That's what I would have for dinner the night before a game sometimes. And then tell them you're in someone else's room. Then go over there and get it. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, I'm in this guy's room. No, I would and that that's what I would eat. It would be so good. Um Long Island. I was already bashing them earlier. They the hotel in Long Island was so bad. We were going to a game one day. We left the hotel and they had like four or five cop cars blocking off one section of the hotel. And we're like, what is happening? Next thing you look over, there's like a sheet lying on the ground. Everyone's like, what happened? So we get back to the hotel from pregame skate. And we're like, what was that? Because everybody's still, there's more cop cars there now. Like there's the fire department, ambulance and stuff. So we're like, yeah, someone jumped off the hotel and killed themselves this morning because the hotel sucks so bad. Because the hotel sucked. I guess they left a note. They left a note. Like we're staying here. Hotel's the worst. No, obviously that's not true, but I don't know why they kill themselves, but that's how bad the hotel was. Someone literally jumped off the hotel. That's a real shitty hotel. And we saw the body. It was like, whoa, New York Islanders, step your game up. Winnipeg was bad just because of the weather. 
Like if you wanted to go to eat, you had to bundle up and like sprint to the restaurant, which sucked. LA I hated. Too fancy, too foo-foo. And it was always hard to get places because our hotel was by the rink and it's like, I just hated it. I hate that fancy stuff. I like just like a normal mom and pop shop. And then Pittsburgh. I just hate Pittsburgh. Ooh. I know. I had a trainer in Buffalo. He always called it Schittsburg. <laughs> I thought that was funny. One of the cool things about going out to dinner was, I don't know if you ever experienced this. I think, well, I think people do it. I don't know. You let me know if you guys have done it. It's called the credit card game. And so after you're done eating, guys, you know, we're waiting for the bill. And everyone's like, we hate splitting the bill. Everyone hates it. It's like, well, how do we uh, pay for this? And usually, usually, I'm hoping one of the big dogs goes, don't worry, fellas, I got it. Because a lot of guys will do that. Like, there's a lot of guys who make $9, $10 million, and they're like, I got it, fine. Which is great. Like, um... Marion Gabrick would do that sometimes. Joe Thornton would do that. Henrik Lundqvist would do that. Like really, really classy guys. You know what I mean? It's like I'm only making seven, eight hundred grand. Throw me a bone here. You know what I mean? It's Why just, am I steak dinner? It's just a nice thing to do. But sometimes they they can't do it every meal. So someone will shout out, "Well, let's do the credit card game," which I always hated, always hated because <laughs> I. I never beat the pot until I like, if I knew we we're playing the credit card game before the dinner, I would order like a madman. Like I would just like, boom, let's get it going. Or if I knew we were going to split it down the middle, I would be getting two appetizers, a salad and throw some scallops in with that steak, please. <laughs> like let's pump this bill up because I'm going to, Oh yeah. Give me two beers to better make it three. Cause I'm going to pump this bill up. I'm going to get my money's worth. Cause then I know I'll make money. I'll come up on, come out on top. That's the kind of guy I am. That's just me. You're, yeah. Yeah. And I'll do it to this day. If I go to dinner with some friends, like, and if I know we're going to split it after the bill, I'm like, you know what? Let's like, order some extras. Duly noted. We're going to go to dinner the with you. I go to dinner with you. <laughs> yeah. If I know we're not going to split the check, Papa's going to, you know, make sure he gets what he wants. Yeah. But anyway, so if we're out to dinner and I, someone's like, let's play a, let's play the credit card game. The first time I was, introduced to this i had no idea what they were talking about it was in the minor leagues so we weren't making much i think we were at the olive garden and it was a pre-game meal because in the ahl you didn't really have set meals for you do like for you like you do in the nhl so we were at the olive garden and there was like five of us so like let's do the credit card game I'm like what is that so basically everyone takes their credit card it's not rocket science you put it into a hat the waiter or waitress comes around you can do it the first card they pick out pays or the last card they pick out pays. Usually it's better if it's the last card because it just builds the drama. First card out, yeah. yeah. Second, yeah. Oh my gosh, there's only three left. So third, oh, there's two guys left and you're sweating. <laughs> and so that's how it worked. And I, to this day, remember a meal I had in Columbus. Was it? Yes, it was Columbus. I, it was with the Hawks and there must have been eight to 10 of us at this meal. And it was a great meal. We had a couple bottles of wine. I, th I don't. I don't think we played the next night. Maybe we did, but we had a couple bottles of wine. Everybody's having fun. You know, the guys were in a great mood. And the bill. You know, the issue of the bill, the dreaded bill. It's like, what's going to happen? Like, Host is there, Taves is there, Kane's there, and those guys are usually pretty good. Taser always loves paying, but this time it was like, well, no. Then Sharp, because there was a lot of big ticket guys there. 
They're like, well, let's play the credit card game. That'll be great. I'm like, okay, nine guys. You good chance. I, I took yeah. statistics. You're I took probability. That. Like I'm like, okay, yeah, pretty good odds. I'm not going to get picked out of there. Mm-hmm. So the hat goes up. I'm like, okay, let's throw the card in. Names start getting picked out. Boom, boom, boom. Like I'm in the bottom three. And here we go. <laughs> and it's me, Bickle, and I think Corey Crawford or Jake Dow. One of the so okay. Here's my issue with this game. For those of you that don't, do you know what a Black American Express is? Yes. Can you educate people on what that is? Only because you talked about it before this podcast. It is a it's credit a card, card, right? But you have to spend $250,000 a year on your credit card in order to get this special card. Not anybody. You Not can't just be anybody. anybody. You can't just call American Express and say, hey, can I have the black card? Yeah. It holds some status. Like you get things with this card, but you have to use it. And I remember when Taser was trying to get this card, he was paying for everything because he wanted to rack up money so we can get this special card. And so those guys throw in their black Amex and it's weighted. And it is heavier than a normal credit card. So the wait, the waiter, I can't remember if it was a guy or a girl, the waitress or whatever, she's or he is pulling these cards out. And obviously, if you feel something that's different, you're going to pull it out. And so obviously those three, they were out right away. And she's like, oh, that's cool. That's different. That's different. Oh, oh weird. All the black Amexes are gone. <laughs> and I have the like paper thin Bank of America BS that they like print on toilet paper that's kind of probably stuck to the side of the hat. And I'm just like, son of a gun. Who knows what my limit was? It probably was like two grand. (laughs) And as this is happening, I'm texting Danielle. I'm like, Hey, um, so we're, we're playing the credit card game. I'm probably going to be fine, but just so you know, I might lose, like just letting you know. And she's like, okay, that's fine. Like whatever. She doesn't know how many guys are at dinner. She doesn't know what the bill is. And I usually fudge it in my favor. I'm like, oh, the bill's probably gonna be like 600 bucks. The bill was like $1,600, <laughs> maybe more. And so the names are popping out. And finally it's down to me and Bickle. And I go, Ryan, you want to split this one? You know, cause that's, I've done that before. And when I've lost in the past, I'm like, let's just split it. And he's like, no. Let's let it ride. I'm like, ugh. obviously they pick Brian's name out of the hat. I lose and my heart sinks. I start to sweat <laughs> and I immediately go into full on defensive zone, defensive mode. I'm like, I'm not paying for the tip. You guys suck. I hate this game. I didn't even want to play. I said I would give you a hundred dollars and I didn't want to play. And everyone starts laughing at me. I'm like, you guys are the worst. I was using very colorful language <laughs> and I legit paid it, did not leave a tip because I was so pissed. I'm like, you guys are paying for the tip. I hate you. I didn't talk to him for two or three days. <laughs> I was so pissed off. And that was, yeah, and they felt bad. And then like the next day, Taze is like, Hey man, can I give you some money? I was like, no, oh, no, I'm not. I don't want to take it. I'm just pissed. I didn't even want to play. This game sucks. <laughs> Trade me. Trade and, me. And I was just like, so yeah, that's the credit card game. I've probably played a dozen times in my life and I think I've lost three times. It's the worst. It's the worst feeling ever. Yeah. Even with like you play it for like stinking an ice cream run. It's just, you don't like to lose. I don't like to lose, especially the credit card game. It's just chance. Yeah. Just skill. Apparently there's not, but I 
seem to lose it all the time. Uh huh. It's the worst. Well, good to know. I will make sure we don't play that. We'll no, play like I'll dinner. play it. <laughs> like, I, I, like <laughs> the rush is fun, but then when you lose, you it's immediate regret. Like, why did I play this? My wife's gonna be upset. This sucks. But then, like the next time, someone's like, "Let's play the credit card game." You're always like, "Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Come on." It gives you that itch. I'm a big gambler. I got to do gonna it. I was going to say, I think you have a gambling problem. I do like gambling. At. There is a lot of gambling that goes on. We should do that in another podcast. Talk about the gambling that happens. Absolutely. Because I tell you what, Larry's putting something on the board. We've been talking for 45 yeah, minutes. It's a good podcast. Is I'm, it? I think a it's nice a lot of fluff. All right. And we haven't even got to the meat of what I wanted to talk about. What's that? The meat? It's the Scandinavian countries, the meat. Oh, we are... Just kidding. Oh, John Scott. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You need to go to confession. (laughs) I'm going tomorrow. Good for you. I know. But anyways, yeah. That's That's it. it. We need to get better at logging out of uh, the podcast, Larry. I think it is good, too. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Always appreciate the support. Love you guys. Bye. I've had a few people inquire about some John Scott swag or gear, whatever you want to call it. Well, we have come through with your demands. We have some Drop in the Gloves podcast shirts and hats and toques and cups, and we also have some John Scott, just this sweet little logo stuff, some hoodies, some mugs, some beanies, whatever you call them, wherever you're from in the country or world. So check it out, johnscottallstar.com slash shop, or just go to my website, johnscottallstar.com, and Look at all the stuff and buy some stuff. It's uh, it's good gear. Money goes all to me, which is great. So hopefully you like it. 